Scruffy City Sports. It is June the 7th. It is one day after June the 6th. Uh, and if you know, you know on that, it is D-Day plus 76 years. Uh, salute to the greatest generation of all time, uh, all those World War II veterans and heroes. Uh, you know, I, I get a little sentimental about that age group. Uh, it means a lot to me. I'm a, you know, both my grandfather's uh, served and uh, it means a lot. But uh, we'll, I'll hold back my misty-eyed tear. We'll, we'll get on with it. We're going to keep this lighthearted. Because uh, last week's podcast got me in my feels a little sad, talking about some stupid things that baseball players do. And then we won't get into it, but but if you watch the uh, broadcast, I guess it would have been uh, for Monday's Memorial game. Uh, they said, and I've, if you could see me, I've got air quotes air quotes, an injury debacle <laughs> with Marcelo Zuna. That's pretty, that's bad. I mean, come on, call it what it is. The, the man, uh, you know, it's bad. It's bad. I'm not going to call it what it is, but if you listened to last week, you know exactly what he did, and uh, I'm not sure why we can't talk about that on publication, but whatever. Hey, what's going on, Norm? Scurvy City Sports. I feel like we've already established that at least once or twice because, you know, that's how I do things. Going to uh, give you the latest, the rundown. Let's see. I already told you the day. 75 and rainy here in Knox, Vegas today. Uh, it's humid as all get out as well. I walked outside today on my way to work and my hair instantly curled. Uh, it was a lot. I had some product in my hair and it was just didn't hold. It's not good. I'm going to have to go get my one and a half fade action going on uh, here pretty soon. But I know you did not come here for my barber styling tips. Although if you need some, I'm I'm here for you. I can I can help you out. I know you came here for the rundown that is the Smokies and that also is UT Baseball and that also is the Atlanta Braves. So that's what I'm going to give it for you. We're going to start as always this week with the Knoxville. I'm sorry, it's not Knoxville. It's the Tennessee Smokies. I always remember them as the Knoxville Blue Jays back in the day. All right, let me give you the rundown on the Tennessee Smokies. They had a six-game set with the um, the Birmingham Barons, and let me give you the rundown for that. They won the first game. This is going back uh, to the first week of June, so June the 1st through the 6th is going to be the rundown for all the teams that we're going over today. But June 1st, Smokies take the win 6-4 to four over Birmingham. That, however, would be the last win that they got all against them out of their six that they played. They did have Sunday's game postponed due to rain, but let me give you the scores. Wednesday's game was actually suspended and finished Thursday night. However, they lost four to five. Uh, or they lost five to four. Uh, Thursday's game, they lost one to zero. Friday's game, they also lost six to one. And then Saturday's game, they lost 10 to 9. So they had a couple close games there. However, that does not help you uh, for the week when you go one and four, uh, when you're in last place uh, and tr- and struggling uh, to get above 500. So your, your, your Tennessee Smokies right now, overall record is 10 and 18. 
They are nine and a half games back from the Birmingham Barons, and they are three and ten over their last. Or I'm sorry, they're three and seven over their last ten. They are on a four-game losing streak, uh, and run differential. If you want to know that, they have scored. 131 runs. They have allowed 157, being a difference of 26. Uh, just for comparison, the Birmingham Barons, who are your first place team, they are 20 and nine. Uh, you know, a cool 11 games over 500. They are seven and three over their last 10, four game winning streak. Now, here's where it gets interesting. They have scored 166 runs and only allowed 121 for a plus 45 differential. So, that is the difference. The Smokies coming up this week have a six-game set with the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Hopefully, they can, you know, muster up a few wins, maybe take a series win overall, get a little momentum. Uh, the Rocket City Trash Pandas uh, are the third-place team in the AA South-North Division. If you have forgotten how much I love to say the AA South-North Division, uh, you, you forgot. So the breakdown is Birmingham 20-9, and nine, Birmingham Barons. The Chattanooga Lookouts are 17 and 12. The Rocket City Trash Pandas 13 and 6. And your Tennessee Smokies, who are eight games under 500, are 10 and 18. And that's how it goes. So they got a six game set at home against the Rocket City Trash Pandas. If you forgot, you've got Taco Tuesday night. Then you have All You Can Eat Buffet on Wednesday night in the Yeehaw Yard. Thursday is Thirsty Thursday, Dollar Beverage Night. Friday is going to be Tyler's Amazing Balancing Act. Saturday is your Summer Fireworks Spectacular. They like to call it series. I like to call it spectacular. Sunday, they don't know what's going on Sunday. They have yet to give me the promotion list. So when we come back to it, we will go from there. Uh, If you're looking to get out to a Smokies game, they are home for the next two weeks so you can catch 12 games in 14 days i myself am looking to head out there on june the 16th with a group of buddies buddies of mine we will have some live in-game action uh, as the smokies take on the chattanooga lookouts we are going for the all you can eat buffet on wednesday night so i will report more in a couple weeks after that happens so that was your Tennessee. Oh, let me give you rundown real quick. Uh, I'm going to give you the offensive leaders. Uh, I, I think that's a quick way of going over that. Offensive leaders, Darius Hill, who was also named the player of the month for the Tennessee Smokies this month, uh, is leading the team with a 310 batting average. That is a dot three one zero. So he is doing pretty good. Any Anything above the 300 is, is, is good in my opinion. He is also leading the team with runs scored with 15. Home runs is Christopher Morrell. Stop me if you've heard this number, three, so he's not hit a home run in a couple weeks. Stop me if you also remember this guy, Vance Vizcaino. He's only hit three, so we've gone two weeks with no home runs for those guys. Not good. Uh, RBIs, Darius Hill again with 16. Uh, he's also tied with Christopher Morrell, also has 16 runs batted in. Uh, and Connor Myers still has five stolen bases on the season so far. Let's switch it up to pitching metrics. Your team leader with wins is Scott Efros. Uh, your earned the lowest ERA for the group is Matt Swarmer with a 3.13. Cam Sanders leaves with punch outs at 35. Matt Schwarmer leads the team in whip with a 1.09. If you forget, that is walks plus hits and innings pitched. One of my favorite stats, whip. All right, that is it for your Tennessee Smokies. Again, they are sitting in fourth place in the AA South-North Division. AA South-North 
division. All right, let's cut over. And I, how we're going to end it today, we're going to go Braves, Bravos, and then we're going to talk uh, Tennessee solely because Tennessee did some great stuff and that they've not done in a while. And I want to go deep dive into the smoke, or uh, I was about to say smoke, deep dive into the balls. Uh, so I'm not going to rush over the Braves, but I'm going to rush over it a little. Um, so this is going back to Memorial Day of last week, the 31st of May. Uh, they had a four-game set with the Nationals and then a three-game set with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, let's just, you ready? Let's just jump into it. We're going to do maybe a sound effect. Should we do a sound effect to, let, to do it? No, we won't. We'll save it for the Braves. Or the, oh my gosh, Norm, get it together. Also, today I'm going to try very little editing while I do this, so we're just going to run with it uh, and see how that goes. All right. May the 31st, Acuna hits another dinger, a Jimmy, a dinger, a Jimmy, a Jimmy dinger. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, He hits another home run. That was his 16th of the season at the time. Braves take the W, uh, 5-3 over the Nationals. Charlie Morton gets the W on that. His stat line for the day, he pitched five innings, gave up six hits, three earned runs. Uh, all those he only gave up three runs and they all were earned so three base on balls and six strikeouts he did allow one home run um let's go forward with that will smith did get the save uh he looked pretty good i will say for that uh he had one inning he pitched one inning slow down norm one inning one inning pitched uh and he did get a strike off in that like I said earlier, Acuna had his 16th home run of the season. That was also his 33rd RBI for the season. Contreras had two RBIs in the game. That was his 17th uh, total. Heredia and Dansby Swanson also had RBIs in that game as well. Overall, good game for the Bravos. Let's go into Tuesday's matchup. However, this was not a great game for the Braves. Uh, Max Freed did not look good. Um, overall score, the Nationals took the L, or I'm sorry, the Nationals took the win on that 11 to 6. I don't know. I'm just going to give you a score. I'm not going to give you a breakdown. We'll, I'll, we'll do a, a fun fact talk at the end. This game, however, was not Max Fried's best game. He was on short rest, or he was on extended rest uh, an extra couple of days due to the weather they had uh, against the Mets. So he had three extra days rest. First time in Max's uh, short career where he's done that. He only went uh, three and two-thirds innings. Uh, He gave up six hits, five runs, four of which were earned, two walks, and seven strikeouts. It's not a pretty uh, evening for uh, Max Freed. And then we had a slew of relievers come in and and work on that. But, you know, that was Tuesday. Uh, Highlights for the Bravos. Acuna hit his 17th Jimmy of the season, leading all of MLB, or he's tied, I guess, with Vladdy Jr. at that point in time. Uh, Ozzie Albies had his 14th double, and Acuna also had a double in that game as well. So big ups to those two guys because they've kind of been carrying the offense lately. Uh, Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson both had uh, RBIs in that game as well. Uh, Moving forward, let's just keep going. I know I'm maybe a little fast i'm gonna slow down for this so this is that was tuesday's game this is wednesday's game nationals take the win again on the back of uh jonathan lester who looked atrocious but the braves also looked atrocious not much going on for the bravos let me give you the rundown here um aj mentor took the loss on that um let me see who drew smiley started the game uh he went four and a third gave up seven hits three runs all of which were earned 
two walks and six strikeouts and did allow one home run. Braves did not have a lot of offense going on in this game. Uh, Almonte and Albies did have doubles. Dansby hit his 500th career hit as a Brave, uh, which was a uh, home run in the ninth inning. Or, I'm sorry, a home run in the second inning. Apologize, that was off Jonathan Lester. Um, and that was really it. That was the only offense we had going uh, was Dansby and Ozzy. Both had their career 500 hits in that game. So big ups for them. Like I said, I'll, I'll recap the week of the Braves and how I feel about that. Uh, going into Thursday's game, which was a 12 o'clock matinee, you know, you have lunch and bravos. Uh, which is always fun if you're at work and you're trying to, you know, partake in listening a baseball game. It's virtually impossible, uh, but whatever. Braves take the win on Thursday, five to one. Uh, and I apologize. I am so sorry. Dansby hit his 500th uh, hit, which was a home run on Thursday, not Wednesday. My bad. Not going to go back and fix it. We're just going to press on here, and you can deal with my mistakes. Okay, just Norm get it together that's what we'll say now all right thursday's game braves take the win five to one josh tomlin uh gets the win for the braves in this game however tucker davidson uh came up for another spot start looked fantastic i'm gonna say uh he did give up five walks but i didn't really care he was never really in trouble uh for that game uh his stat line was he went five and two-thirds gave up one uh hit uh, two base on balls, or I'm sorry, five base on balls, five strikeouts, and that was his day. Austin Riley had a double. Ozzy had a double. Dansby had a home run, which was his 500th uh, of the season. Um, and that was Ozzy had a stolen base. Ronnie had a stolen base also. All right, let's jump into Friday's debacle. The, the Braves are now taking a three-game set with the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is was here at Truist Park in Atlanta. Uh, and Friday night's game did not go very well. Um, it was going pretty well until the fifth inning. Um, but it was just... And I really hate it for Ian Anderson. He pitched a pretty good game up until the fifth inning, really. He went four and a third. Um, he... I feel bad for him. Anyway, all of his runs came in thanks to Sean Newcomb, really and truly. It, it was not uh, Ian Anderson. He is credited for those, um, but it was not um, his fault. I guess it was his fault they were allowed on base, but Sean Newcomb walked in too, guys. Uh, the Sean Newcomb experience, I don't know what's going on with that kid. He he does not he, – he needs to come in. I've, I've heard it on other Braves podcasts that he does a lot better when he comes in like on a fresh inning uh, with no, with the bases not loaded or anything like that. He ended up walking in two guys with the bases loaded at the major league level, which is, I thought we were playing kitty ball there for a little while. But whatever, it is what it is. The Braves lose nine to five. Uh, they did come back and score four in the eighth. Um, and we'll talk about more of that in a second when we do the, kind of the wrap up thing. I don't want to, um, you know, go too in depth with it. Um, but, you know, right now the Braves are not looking hot as far as, as wins and all that stuff goes for the week. They've lost two to the Nationals, and then they've lost a third to the Dodgers. So it's not going off. If, if you're if you're a Braves fan, you know, you're probably used to the purge horn, um, you know, whatever. I was told I used too many TikTok sounds in my last podcast, so we won't do the purge horn. But I do have some new sounds we'll get to in a minute. All right, Saturday's game 
on uh, Saturday, June the 5th, the Braves take the win 6-4. to four. Charlie Morton is credited with the win for this game, and Will Smith collects his 10th save of the season. Charlie's stat line was five innings pitched. He, he allowed four runs, only two of which of those were earned, two base on balls, and five punch outs. Will Smith came in to close, and he did retire the side. Three punch outs in one inning's work. He actually looked fantastic. I was very, very excited. There for a little while, I was doing this number right here with the Braves bullpen. I was thinking anything is possible because they just look like trash, really. I I know I I keep saying we're going to talk about it at the end, but we will talk about it at the end. But Braves take the win. 6-4 6-4 over the Dodgers. Uh, I don't need to remind you that the Dodgers beat the Braves in the NLCS last year and went, in, went on to win the Nat World Series. Uh, so anytime you beat them, that's that's good for me. Sunday's matchup, we had a pitching duel uh, with Max Freed and Trevor Bauer. It was a great game. Uh, I was able to partake and uh, listen to most of this game on Sunday. So it was very good to see that uh, young Max Freed rebounded well from his uh, not-so-great start earlier in the week. His line for the day was six innings pitched. He gave up one run. It was earned uh, and had four punch-outs, which is fine. Trevor Bauer, just for record, went six innings as well. He gave up six hits, three runs. Uh, all of which were earned four walks and seven punch outs. Uh, if you want to take a deep dive, why don't you go to Baseball Savant uh, and look at Trevor Bauer's spin rate yesterday compared to the rest of the season, just for fun, just for giggles. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, MLD, MLB, MLD, MLB imposed um, their new rule regarding f- air quotes foreign substances with pitchers. Uh, they can face a 10-game suspension now. Uh, and they will be checked. Uh, I think it's eight to ten ga- eight to ten times per game. Don't know how that works for relievers and all that uh, if, if they're just inspecting the ball. But it does look like some of your guys that have been known to maybe be using some foreign substances, uh, your Garrett Coles, your Trevor Bowers, uh, Shane Bieber's, and those guys. Uh, this weekend starts for them didn't go as well as it should have. So not saying they're using something, but if you lock analytics and you lock stats and you have not been to the Baseball Savant page where it breaks it down for you pitch by pitch and spin rate and all that fun stuff, I would just go look. Not saying anything, Norm's humble opinion, but if you compare Trevor Bauer's spin rates from Sunday's game to the rest of the season, it's dramatically lower. All I'll say, take it how you want to take it, Norm. You could, oh, oh, I know what I'll do. Hold on. So that's Norm's law and order. I just walked into court and I'm proving the facts that Baseball Simon has given me about Trevor Bauer's spin rate over the weekend. All right, let's get on with it. Braves take the win, a much, much needed win. They take the series over uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is great. It's, it's, I've said it before, maybe this will be a springboard, a starting off position, something to get some momentum going with the Braves. They are not able to put together anything more than just a handful of wins at a time. And if they're going to compete at all in the NL East, they're going to have to put together a string of wins. They are still one game below 500 at 28 and 29 for the season. Stop me if you've heard that they've they've only been at 500 one time this season, which is just garbage. I just don't I don't know. I guess let's let's get into it. If we're on Aussie, or um, I'm sorry, 
Acuna did have two steals for this game, which was great if, if he's going for that 40 for 40. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. He's at 17 home runs and 11 steals. I want it to happen. I think he wants it to happen, but he's going to, I don't know how he's going to pick up the pace. I, I think they shut him down as far as steals go there for a couple weeks. And this weekend he was running all over the Dodgers, which is good to see. I like Ronnie making some effort because our offense is struggling. Uh, if you would have told me before this season that Darno would be hurt, Soroka's probably not coming back, um, Ozuna would be out for his altercation he had with his wife, and, and so on and so on. Pache would not be down. Our outfield would just be a piecemeal at this point in time. I, I think we're okay at one game under 500. However, we're coming into a pretty, pretty big stretch. We've got a, a our next series is with the Phillies need to take a series win over that and the marlins and then it's like and then i think we're heading out west um after that but then we played the mets several times we've got to figure out what's going on uh as far as the braves go brian snicker is still doing weird things with the bullpen several times this week in close game situations he's putting in people like sean newcomb and josh tomlin when they should not be going in in close games uh if we're down by one run that's still a winnable game with this offense this offense even though freddie freeman is struggling he hit he's only hit one home run since like i think it's may 18th um and that was the other night against the nationals it's just we've got to pick it up i mean i'm a huge braves fan i will you know if, if if dark times come upon us i will still be doing this podcast and talking about those things but really and truly i just need them to see the light at the end of the tunnel um, we are in second place we're a half game above philadelphia so that's why this tuesday wednesday thursday three game set at philly is so important we need to solidify second place uh if if, if the season was to end today uh, we would be in the playoffs, but the NL East is, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. The Mets don't look great. However, out of the NL East, they look better than everyone else. They're 29 and 23, so six games above 500. Braves are 28 and 29, like I said, one game under. The Phillies are 28 and 30, two games under 500. And then you've got the, the Fish and the Nationals. Um, but really, the Braves have got to put together a streak. I've, I said it last week. They have got to, got to, got to get an 8-2 and two streak going, a 7-3 and three something. We cannot just lose four games, win four games. Lose four games, win four games. It just It's not how it works. They've got a three-game set with the Phillies at Philadelphia, three-game set at the Fish, off again next Monday, uh, and then really they're on the road for two weeks. Uh, then they play at Boston again, and then at St. Louis, and then at New York, and then come home for the Reds on the 24th. So if you're looking to catch a Braves game, you missed it. Uh, you're going to have to wait till June the 24th, so about three weeks from now before you can catch them at home again. But but like I said, Braves need to put something together. Hopefully, this, this will spark that. I mean, the Dodgers are still a good team. However, they're not in first place out west but that doesn't mean that they're not a good team i mean they're loaded top to bottom and and getting a series win over them is fantastic all right everyone let me do my favorite let's talk about the fighting voltellos the tennessee vols right now 
Uh, Tennessee has had four College World Series appearances, 1951, 1995, 2001, and 2005. This is UT's 11th appearance in the NCAA tournament and its first back-to-back since 2004 and 2005. So that would be 2019 and 2021. Remember, shortened season last year for 2020. All right, need to know facts that I know you are dying to hear because I love to bring those random facts that you no one really cares about but Norm. First time since 2005 that Tennessee is hosting a regional at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, This will be the sixth regional that the Vols have hosted in program history. The previous five occasions were 1993, 94, 95, 2001, and 2005. UT has won the regional three times and went on to make the College World Series in 1995, 2001, and 2005. This season, ha- or this has been a season of first since Tennessee's winning its first SEC Eastern Division Championship since 1997 and its first right division title since 1995. Tennessee's 42-game regular season wins were its most since 1995, in which it won 43. UT has won 40-plus games in back-to-back full seasons for the first time since 2000 and 2001. Uh, the Vols' 10 and, or 20 and 10 record in league play was their best since finishing 22 and 8 in 1995. UT's winning record in league, league play was its first since 2005. The Vols are 13 and 8 against ranked teams this season after a pair of wins over ranked foes in the SEC tournament. Tony Vitello, our what should we call Tony? Our, our manager, Chip. Tony Vitello became the UT's first coach, uh, or he became the coach in 2018. Since then, the Vols have had 31 wins over ranked opponents, including 14 victories over teams ranked in the top 10 and three wins over the number one team in all the land, Arkansas this year in 2021, Texas Tech last year in 2020, and all those fighting Gators of Florida uh, in 2018. So let me run that down for you one more time. Tony Vitello, since becoming the UT coach in 2018, has posted 31 wins over ranked opponents, 31 wins over ranked opponents since 2018, 14 victories over teams ranked in the top 10, and three wins over ranked number one ranked opponents. Pretty impressive resume there um, for Tony Vitello. Um, Let's see. The Vols are one of the top power-hitting teams in the SEC and the nation this season. Uh, Before this weekend, they have hit 82 jimmies on the season, third most in a single season for UT, and the most since hitting 87 back in 2009. UT's 82 home runs rank 11th nationally, and its 45 home runs in conference game this season rank third in the SEC. UT has homered in its past 22 out of 25 games and has left the yard multiple times on 12 occasions in that span. Four of those multi-homer games featured four or more. Hold on. Four out of the 12 home runs in that span have consisted of multi-home run games featuring four or more home runs. That was hard for Norm to say, and I apologize. The Vols are ranked in the top 15 nationally in runs, seventh with 431 hits, fourth with 597 they're ranked sixth in doubles with 123 11th like i said in home runs and fifth with 311 walks 
The Vols posted back-to-back double-digit scoring efforts and run rule victories over Mississippi State and Alabama on Thursday and Friday. I told you that was a big deal. Uh, UT has scored 10 or more runs 17 times this season and is a perfect 17-0. So the number you want to get if you're a UT Vol, 10. You want to get 10 runs and, and you're guaranteeing a win. Uh, UT's offense was red hot at the end of the regular season, scoring 116 runs uh, in its last five, EC, five SEC series uh, against number 15 South Carolina. They scored 17. Number one Arkansas, they scored 15. 26 over Missouri, 27 against Kentucky, and 31 against Texas Agriculture and Mechanics School, Texas A&M. All right, so let's get on to it. Let's get on to it. You ready? One more time. All right, Friday's matchup was... Tennessee against Wright State. Wright State was could have been the Wright State, but it was at the wrong time for them. They did, however, blast out to a 2-0 lead in the first inning. And then it was Vols, Wright State, back and forth contest. I don't know really what all to say about this game. Tennessee was losing. So Wright State, let me break it down. Wright State goes up 2-0. Vols come out and then take a 5-2 lead in the bottom of the third inning. Wright State comes back and scores one in the top of the fourth, one in the fifth. So that is 4-5 if you're keeping home a score. Then come back to score four more runs in the seventh and eighth inning, taking an 8-5 to five lead. So they're up by three, up by three, going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And what have we said about this team? What have we said? It's, it's this right here. Anything is possible! This team does not know how to quit. They do not know how to... I, I, again, they're down three runs, bottom of the ninth inning, and they, and they find a way. They they find a way. I don't know how they do it. I, I can't figure it out. I wish they would bottle it up and sell it to people. They would make millions and millions of dollars. They could give it to the football program. They could give it to the basketball program. Everyone would just be a happy camper if they could figure out how to bottle up what they have got and sell it. Because this is what happened. I'm going to let John Wilkerson give you the call, and then we're going to play it just a couple of times. You ready? Here it goes, everybody. Steenstra at third. Ferguson now at second. Rucker, the tying run at first. One out, bottom of the ninth. Wright State eight, Tennessee five. Ball hit high in the air into right field. Going back is Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. Seven. Grand slam number two. And Drew Gilbert and the big orange will top this ball game against Wright State and walk it off against the Raiders. Holy smokes! He'll touch home plate. And Tennessee stays alive by the slightest hair of its chinny chin chin. Score Tennessee nine, Wright State eight. Whoo, I'm, I'm warm, I'm perspiring from hearing my good friend John Wilkerson. Thanks, shout out to the Vol Network for letting me play that. I am not making any money on this podcast other than my imaginary money that funds in from all my revenue streaming, so I am I'm, I'm okay using it. I mean, this ball game was B A N A N A S bananas. I hope I spelled that right. If I didn't. I don't know where Drew Gilbert, and if you have not seen this, go to Instagram, uh, go to TikTok. It's all over TikTok at the moment. But if you're on Instagram, TikTok, go look up MLB Cut for ESPN, Vol Baseball, Vol Network, anything that you can type in. 
I'm going to try my best to describe what Drew Gilbert did in this walk-off Grand Slam. It took him that whole length of that took him that long for him to walk the bases. It's a minute plus for him to go around. I mean, the admiration job that Drew Gilbert did for this, the flex on, the ice cold bat flip, walking backwards was fantastic. Here it is. Let's 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 do it again. You ready? Gilbert crushes this ball to right field. He stands there, admires it, turns around, takes a look at the right state dugout. I mean, just glaring. I mean, like deer in the headlights. I don't know what's happening. Staring into there. The rest of the Vols come running out of the dugout. They're all staring into the dugout. Flexes on him. He starts walking backwards down the first baseline. Tosses the bat flip. I mean, Fernando Tatis has got nothing. Fernando Tatis Jr. has got nothing on Drew Gilbert's bat flip. I mean, it's like a majorette flipping her baton in the air 7,000 times. The max spin rate on that, Trevor Bauer can't even touch it. Goes through there and then just, I mean, trotting is not it. He was going slower than somebody using a walker in the grocery store. Rounding the bases, flexing on everyone. It was spectacular and he's got every right to do it you can't be mad at that it's again this was a win to keep them in the win column for the regional this weekend and it was just one more time you want to hear it now this is recorded from somebody somebody's tiktok that posted it somewhere and i and i borrowed their music but here it is one more time to show this to people that are not really huge baseball fans and it's it's hard to not get excited when you watch that i mean really truly we spent like seven or eight minutes just listening to it over and over and over great game great game great game anytime you walk off the field and maybe you don't know baseball why do they call it a walk-off because everybody just slowly trots off the field because the home team just scored more runs than you and you you can't go out to bat it's just a slow walk-off it's fantastic i mean it really was it really was i can't Super excited for the Vols. Uh, Vols go on to win. After doing that, I really don't know what else to talk about. They played Liberty uh, in Saturday's matchup. They won that 9-3. to three. Uh, Blade Tidwell gets the win uh, against that. Freshman Blade Tidwell is just, oh, man, fantastic. He, he looks great. Camden Swell, or Swell comes in and gets the save for that as well. It's just great stuff. Saturday's game, let me give you the uh, over-under on all the exciting stuff for that. Liam Spence, Drew Gilbert, and Luke Lipsius all had home runs. Liam Spence had four RBIs for the day. Drew Gilbert had one. Luke Lipsius had two. And Pete Durkay 
had another uh, RBI, already had two RBIs, I apologize, uh, when the Vols take the win 9-3. to Going into Sunday's matchup, they would face Liberty again. Uh, and this just setting this up, it's a double elimination tournament. The Vols have not won, lost at all. So if they lost Sunday's match, they would then have to play on Monday. And then they Liberty really has to win out because Liberty already lost to the Vols. So they, they won their matchup Sunday afternoon, playing the Vols for that. And unfortunately, the Vols put out those flames. They got their water buckets out and ready and they did beat liberty three to one sunday night will heflin takes the w uh, and sean hunley comes in and gets the save as well for that you're exciting this was kind of a low offense night for the uh the vols that they did get the win ferguson had a double drew gilbert had another home run jake rucker had an rbi and drew gilbert had two rbis as well it, it's fantastic i mean i couldn't tell you the last time uh that that, that I've been so excited about UT something or other. I mean, I know I've been doing this podcast for a long time and I love baseball, but it is so, so, so exciting. I'm going to try my darndest to get tickets to the Super Regional. I doubt it's going to happen, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard so I can go to maybe one of those games. They, the, the Vols will be hosting for their Super Regional and they will be playing. I'm not sure who it is yet. Uh, they've not announced any of those teams. I know it will be someone from the Eugene, Oregon bracket. Uh, failed to look at it. Just just get upset with me now that we're 40-something minutes into this podcast. I didn't look. But let me tell you, there was five UT Vols that were named to the all-regional team, which was there were 16 people that voted on it. Connor Pavlo, Pavloni, Luke Lipsius, Liam Spence, Drew Gilbert, and Camden Swell were all received honors as their, their Knoxville all-region team and, and Drew Gilbert was named the regionals MVP. Couldn't imagine why if he hit a couple of dingers throughout that. But my goodness, I mean, I don't really know. I, I should probably. I got to shake it off, man. I got to I gotta shake off this feeling about the Vols. They'll play again this weekend. Hopefully we win a Super Regional. We win a Super Regional. We go to the College World Series for the first time since 2005. Fantastic stuff is a happening for the Vols. It's, gr- it's a great time to be a baseball fan. We are about to hit the dog days of summer. And I could not be more happier. I'm just going to settle in and... listen to some careless whisper <laughs> no i'm trying to find some new some new things like you're probably out there going and telling me to do like this right here no god no god please no 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 every time no! You, every time you hear a sound button board going off on norm you're you're trying to tell me to wrangle it in but i can't i can't i'm so excited i really am i'm so happy for the vols i'm so glad they're winning i hope that Tony Vitello will stay here and we're not going to lose him to another school. But, you know, us as Vol fans, we are used to things like that happening. But whatever. Um, that's really all I've got today. I know I've, I've kind of rambled pretty quickly about the Smokies because I didn't really care about them. And then uh, the Braves and their woes with the bullpen. Uh, and then I got on to the exciting stuff about the Vols. really think I might start splitting some of my time into just Vols breakdown and then Braves and uh, Smokies just so I can get a little bit longer 
uh, Vols podcast because I feel like that I'm really um, going kind of extra heavy on the Vols lately, and their season's going to be over. You know, if they make it all the way to the College World Series, they're only going to be playing for like two or three more weeks. So, all right, this has been another episode of Scruffy City Sports, episode 35. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it for all of your dedication and listening to me rant and ramble ramble uh, on and on about the Smokies, the Atlanta Braves, and Tennessee baseball being hot in the streets. Tennessee will release their schedule. Should be today or tomorrow. Uh, there's still baseball games being played today, so I'm guessing that will be tomorrow. Tickets will go on sale on allvols.com or utsports.com. Uh, if you can get a ticket and you want me to come with you, I will feature you on the podcast. I will uh, drive you. I will take you to wherever you want to eat, whatever you got. If you got a ticket and want to share it with Norm, I would love to go see the baseball balls play in the Super Regional this weekend. I also have a special uh, for the recap next week, and I have something extra special that should be delivered today or tomorrow to my house uh, that I have acquired that is Tennessee baseball related. So I'll probably do a video uh, throw it up on the YouTube page next week. Probably next week's episode will be an all vol recap, and then I will do that on its own, and then an all brave recap, and then a smoky recap mixed in with the Braves. I think I've said that already, but whatever. Here we go. It was good seeing all of you all. Listen to my fade out music, and we will see you next week. Have a great one. <laughs> <laughs>